Welcome back, Welcome back to the trade. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really means a lot. Yeah, and like always, thank you for the continued engagement, that continued support, and that hashtag Banana Cats. How are you, Drew? I'm good, G. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Excited for this podcast. Ready to jump into it. So I had a few things I want to talk about. To start with, a scam alert. There is actually a scam going on on social media, specifically like Facebook. And we know how you feel about Facebook. (laughs) We'll get into that. But in Fort Wayne, Indiana, the Indiana State Police, they posted recently that they received a complaint from a local resident advising of what appears to be an ongoing scam soliciting Facebook users. It's called Child Safety Kit. I think we came across it not too long ago. Do you remember? Okay, well, then it hit the media just recently. So I figured we'd bring it up and talk about it. It's kind of like an update, right? Yeah, that was a real early one. Did we talk about it on here? Yeah, we did. I think we talked about that. That's got to be like way like last year sometime. Like that was was early episode. I think we even had a guy. Yeah, we even had a guy that I think wanted to come on. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we we haven't heard from him. Um, It says, this child safety kit scam initiated when Facebook users by click on a link provided in the scammer's Facebook post. A Fort Wayne resident stated that in order to receive the kit, they were asked to submit personal information, like their name, address, and phone number. Now, this is something that it's not the first time it's being talked about but it is the most recent now i remember this being mentioned in a article and we did bring it up from what i remember but the fort wayne resident reports having received two phone calls from two very persistent males requesting to come to a residence and load an application onto her phone as part of their child safety kit service the scammers also claimed to be directly working with indiana state police Victims of this scam have reported incidents of this crime as far back as December of 2019. The Indiana State Police would like to remind everyone to be wary of scammers across all social media platforms, as well as incoming phone calls. Which brings me to something else. There is an overwhelming amount of scammers, not even just the child safety kit, which is like a good way to reel in parents. But people from different countries, I'm getting friend requests daily from people from different countries wanting information from me. They're in my spam messages and my requested messages. I even had a friend who, not so smart, kind of fell for this military looking guy. And clearly he couldn't like spell right. You just knew something was off. I had my friend look into him because I care about her, and he's from Nigeria. And, you know, you just have to do your research. You have to know who you're talking to. And I know, like, being single is hard these days, but if you have a gut feeling, it might be the right kind of gut feeling. You know what I mean? Make sure you're getting proof pictures, like FaceTiming, things like that, because it's scary. And don't let anybody try to reel you in by using a child safety kit. Now that we (laughs) know for sure, and this is the most recent news that's came in about it, definitely don't get a child safety kit. There's no point. You as a parent should protect your child. 
Yeah, the child safety kits, the the whole thing behind them, I'll have to find the links again. But there's ones you can build, your, make yourself at home for very cheap that essentially are doing the exact same thing that this guy or these scammers are scamming people data from. And I'll, I'll, I'll find those links and I'll make sure to include them in the description. Definitely. I have two other articles that I want to talk about. Uh, this one... <laughs> has to do with a Seattle woman, and I live not too far from Seattle. A Seattle woman arrested 23 years after her infant son was found deceased in a Lake City trash can. They took, they had to take that long to investigate to be able to arrest her, and I guess they finally found what they needed. Baby Boy Doe is what he was called, who was found in a trash can at 24-hour Lake City convenience store more than 23 years ago, is buried in Section 18 at Seattle's Calvary Cemetery. Seattle police on Thursday arrested the infant's now 50-year-old mother and booked her into the King County Jail on investigation of homicide, according to jail records and an item posted on the police department's online blotter. According to news accounts from the time the baby boy was discovered, November 20th, 1997, the King County Medical Examiner's Office determined he had been born alive two days earlier and ruled his death as a homicide. He was buried January 1998. The Seattle woman, who was 27 years old when the baby was born, was identified through genetic genealogy, in which a genealogist uploads a previously unknown DNA profile to public genealogy sites like GED Match and then builds a family tree to identify possible suspects. Until recently, it had been used to identify suspects in decades-old homicide and R-word cases, but it is increasingly being used in abandoned baby cases. Barbara Ray Venter, she is a genealogist in California who helped crack the Golden State Killer case in 2018, she worked on Seattle's Baby Boy Doe case. Seattle Police Homicide Detective Rolf Norton said that a placenta blood cot found at the Lake City scene allowed forensic scientists at the State Patrol Crime Lab to develop the mother's DNA. So they took so long over the years researching their case, and there was another rash of cases in the 1990s and early 2000s, but they don't seem to be nearly so common now. So they just had a slew of cases that they've been working on for so long and they finally cracked this one. The Seattle woman will make her first court appearance Friday and prosecutors are expected to make a charging decision by Tuesday. The legislature recognizes that parental and post-delivery health care for newborns and their mothers is especially critical to their survival and well-being. So they think that she abandoned her newborn child and rather than take care of it for reasons that are unknown. Yeah. With all these, uh, <clears throat> cause what they're getting basically all the information from is if you, you can't run from your crimes now because people are volunteering all their DNA with uh, 23andMe, ancestry.com. And that's, that's how that lady caught, uh, the golden state killer was through family members because they can do that. So even if you do a, an incredible job of cleaning up your crime, you're probably still going to get caught eventually because someone else has put their DNA into the system and they can find matches that way. It, it narrows it down. Right. I think that they, they have an opinion from a police in chief who says, my sense in these cases look a lot like manslaughter. 
Oberman said, I believe the taking of a human life necessitates a criminal justice response, but I think the over-prosecution of these cases with the highest possible charges is irresponsible. She said cases like the Baby Boy Doe cases are complicated and it's important to understand who the mother was at the time she delivered. It's naive to think there's a quick fix for these cases. They expose the raw underbelly of what goes through a woman's mind when she find out, finds out she's pregnant. This is such a tragedy, but putting a person in prison for the rest of their life just compounds the tragedy. I, will, I can agree to disagree. I, I can say. agree on a note of the situation but i can disagree i can disagree because um there's a lot of thought i feel like being put into a decision like that and if you're putting a lot of thought into something that's so tragic and life-changing and just insane you know it's insane like leaving a baby inside of in a trash can or on the side of the road or by the river or anywhere that is that takes a lot of thought i feel like you don't just Wait, you just do it. It's premeditation. Right? Think about it. It's premeditation. Yeah, and I they... feel like there has to be a punishment for that. Like that's you can't just get away with planning that and then doing it and then all the years with. I can understand the emotional abuse that you went through yourself throughout all of those years, but you did it to yourself, you, and you're not behind bars. You got to live your life. Do I think at 50 years old, does she deserve to be? I mean, I don't know, but it, I'm not the judge and jury. <laughs> Thank God. I don't want to be. I don't want to make those choices. But at the same time, I just, it's, it'd have to be a lot of investigating just like these people did for all these years to be able to determine something like that. I, like, like you said, agree to disagree. I think they are right in the fact that there is a lot of things that, Obviously, we're going through that woman's mind at that age, but 27-year-olds is not that young. And like you were saying, it's there's a lot of thought, a lot of premeditation. Um, why not do just you know the old school drop off the baby at the firehouse? Or I mean, I know that there's not a plethora of orphanages, but I know you drop them off at the firehouse is like a real thing. <clears throat> That's and you you have to get some type of punishment. You can't leave babies in trash cans. I don't care if it's been 20 plus no. years. No, it's not okay. Well, I wanted to bring up two things. I wanted one of the bigger things I think I, I think is the most important for me to bring up right now is there is a huge rise in mental health issues that can be quite dangerous and fatal amongst uh, teens, particularly right now because of things going down with the lockdown. Um, I'm going to link a couple articles. I'm not going to read them right now because they're at good length, but I think more people need to think about it and maybe dig more into your kid a little bit more and see what's really going on and making sure that they're okay. Cause this is a weird time for everyone. And I can't imagine being at any age group dealing with this. There's a huge rise and it's going to get bleeped right now, but there's a huge rise in suicides. There's, there's no other way to put it. There's a big startling rise throughout the world because of lockdowns, but we have them here in the United States. I posted on Facebook today, I think six kids that have uh, taken their own life in the last year, and they look like they come from all backgrounds of the United States, and it breaks my heart. It, it's really sad. 
like it legitimately is said. And I know not every case, the kids even show any signs, of anything, but if you can and you, you do see something up, you know, talk to them or if they trust someone else in your family a little bit more, have them talk to them. Um, I really don't know what else to say, but it's, it's scary and it's, uh, something I don't feel like people are comfortable talking about, but this podcast is all about talking about uncomfortable topics. So thought I'd bring it up. Right. I won't name names. Um, but I did grow up in two boys that I went to high school with did that. And one specifically, nobody ever would have thought that would happen. Just, you know, on the sport, all sports teams, just the great, really great at sports teams. Pretty sure he's a homecoming king. He, all sorts of friends would travel, great family. Uh, just, you would never, you never would have thought. And so something like what you had just said, it could be easier said than done because some people don't show any signs at all. A lot of people but don't show you, signs. Right. But if you do see the signs, definitely do your best to like reach out or ask them extra, like, how are you? Or do you want to hang out or get out of the house? Like things like that. And then the other boy was definitely uh, depressed and you could tell didn't have the best grades, wasn't really in sports, just would say he's sad, you know, like was honest about it. Like he, and people really didn't think anything of it. I never saw anybody comfort him or say, hey, you need to talk or anything like that. You know, just people didn't really register that he would do that. So definitely it doesn't hurt just to be more vocal and communicate and be there for people absolutely like always well said g i wanted to i think we're getting close to a long podcast here i wanted to do a little operation underground railroad scam <laughs> update i took some screenshots from uh, our friends over at american crime journal journal and i think they're actually from lynn packer's videos but this is their list of accusations that are stacking up against operation underground railroad some donor money was used to pay for first-class flights and five-star hotel rooms. Some jump team members were drunken on drugs while on raids. Some jump team members possessed and traded CP. Seriously. Family members hired by Ballard misappropriated donor funds. Donor funds were used to pay for a honeymoon of a jump team member. Donor funds were used to pay for Ballard's personal trainer. Some purported child sex slaves were never trafficked prior to OUR running running its sex party stings. Some jump team members engaged in sexual acts with purported child sex slave victims. Um, there's, there's two lists. That's, that's enough, I think, for today. But yeah, o OUR is a scam. Uh, do your research. Stop giving them money. Um, Since people like to compare, you know, people like to compare. I guess you could compare this to Epstein. You could compare this to any other ST ring out there. So just be just be be aware of that and note that. Okay, people like to 
compare. They don't like to they don't like to hear a certain name and think that that's true, but that's what's going on. It's going on allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, with peace and love. With peace and love, with hearts and rainbows. Bless, bless the world. Banana cats. Until next time. Bye. Much love. Peace. Banana cats. <laughs>